0: I'm your host, Mike Gaston. You're listening to The Currency. This is episode number 58. We're going to talk about why action matters. So welcome. Welcome to episode 58 of The Currency. Uh, We're broadcasting live on Facebook, so if you're listening to this after the fact, please know that you can join us. Uh, If you just look for Mike Gaston Live, M-I-K-E-G-A-S-T-I-N Live on YouTube, you can subscribe. Typically Sundays at 4 o'clock, we'll do this podcast together. We've got a great audience today. Uh, As a matter of fact... Uh, I just want to say hey to Pauline Weinberger. She just jumped into the stream. She says, hey, Mike Gaston, I'm a new subscriber. No, you're not, Pauline, (laughs) unless somebody's hacked your account. But thank you for taking some time to listen. Today, we're going to talk about action. I want to talk about the power of action. Why does action matter? Now, this seems like a kind of simple topic. You know, it's like, well, why are we talking about action? Like, it's hard to live your life and not be active or not to have any action, But I think sometimes these really kind of basic aspects of our life, these things that are just part of our day-to-day existence things like breathing you know they they are they're, they're so common we just kind of go on autopilot we don't think about them we take them for granted there are, there are tons of things like this money would be a good example this is a this is money is such a huge part of the human experience uh, at least in the modern world and it has been for many centuries many many generations human beings i mean even you know old Documents, uh, you know the Old Testament, um, the Quran. You know you got all these different books that come from antiquity. That you know money is a huge part. Lots of teaching on money, lots of philosophy on money, lots of uh, thinking on money throughout the generations. So that's an example of something that we kind of take for granted. I mean, it's, it really dominates a lot of our life but we don't often give it much more thought than our acquisitiveness. We want it. We want to acquire it. We want to have it. But we don't really think about it. We don't really break it down. So I want to talk about action. I feel like action is one of these topics that is just so critical to the human experience and so critical to how you experience life and how your life turns out. And yet we really don't give it much time or thought. We really don't give it much time or thought. So what am I saying? What do I mean by that? Well, let's take a minute and talk about what I mean when I'm talking about action. What is action? And very simply, very simply, uh, action is doing. Action is implementing. Action is the, is the physical manifestation of our will. We, we, we want to do something and we physically do it. Now, n- not every action has to be 100% physical, but for the most part, part, most action is physical, whether you're typing. So you might have a thought, you want to capture that thought. You might type it in a document. You might pick up a pencil and write it down. It could be uh, as small as saying, I'm going to get up off the couch, get myself a glass of water. Uh, it could be as big as saying, I'm renovating a kitchen, which takes tons of physical action. But, but this, this process of doing things, of implementing things is so important. Now, our culture uh, doesn't necessarily, it's kind of funny, like our culture, um, values action on a certain level. Uh, a lot of, at least in America, I know a lot of popular culture. We kind of lionize action, the doers, the goers, the hard workers, you know, the coffee, the coffee generation, the, you know, the go getters, you got to get up, get your coffee. You got to work hard. You got to play hard. You got to live hard, drink hard. You know, everything you do, you're doing all in. That's kind of like, um, It's really respected in certain ways. I know that's true in the Japanese culture as well. Uh, And I think, you know, in in other cultures, it's not as important. I mean, other cultures are more laid back. They're more about, hey, take a break, enjoy yourself. But even even those things, even deciding I'm going to take a break, I don't mean like laying around on the couch. That's kind of inaction. But, but action doesn't always have to be work-related. You could say, look, I'm planning a vacation. Uh, we're getting in the car and we're driving to the lake for the week. We're going to set up our tents. We're going to hike. We're going to cook. You, there could be a lot of rest and relaxation, but that could be a very active vacation. The very process of taking a break can be active. So, so it's not always just action that's work-related, but it's the, it's the enactment of the human will into the physical world. So, so, the way I 'm kind of getting my arms around this and I hope that you can kind of follow my my mental struggling here is it's it's the enactment of the human will. Action is the enactment of the human will into the physical space, into the physical world. This isn't just uh, mental gymnastics, even even if you're creating software, even if you're creating uh an electronic digital game, it still requires some type of physical action it takes. Some keystroke. It takes some physical interacting with the physical world to even create the digital world. It, it all relies on human will, and by human will, I mean like you want to do something, you you will it, and then this physical interaction with the world around us. Will to power. Uh, Pines with zero says will to power. That's right. Good old <laughs> will to power. But this is important, and I think um, the fact that. We don't think about it. It's okay. Like you don't have to go through life philosophizing about action. But I think this idea of enacting our will into the physical world, if you spend some time and consider it, you start to realize um, the impact that that it can have on your life. It can be transformative. And it gives you a lens with which to kind of take stock of your own life and your own habits, your own behaviors you don 't have to act around the clock we 're not necessarily designed to always be acting, always be doing, always be implementing, always be working it 's not healthy necessarily but but there 's a secret in this that I think and I think for the modern human being, the modern man, the modern woman, the modern young person, this is so critical and here 's why there are so many entities out there and i don 't mean i don 't mean conscious entities i 'm just saying institutions uh, industries um, Political entities, groups of people, so on and so forth, that are motivated to get us to be inactive. Uh, take YouTube for instance. Not not my videos, by the way, but take YouTube for example. YouTube's whole setup is to get you to stay on YouTube. I was I was at a. Uh, We were doing what's called a poikie pot yesterday with a bunch of friends. Now, South African culture is a bunch of South Africans that live here in in, uh, the city that I'm in, in New York and Rochester. And once in a while, we'll get together. My wife is South African. We used to live in South Africa. And they've got this thing called a poikie pot. And a poikie pot, you may have seen these, It's like a big old black cast iron pot. And it sits on three legs. It's like a tripod. And the legs kind of sit up and, and you create some coals, open fire, you get some coals going, you bank the coals, you set the pot over the top. And then what you do over the course of hours and glasses of wine and bottles of beer and soda pops, if you're not a drinker, you sit around, usually it's kind of a guy thing, but there are a bunch of, I think, four different couples. And the men are throwing stuff into the pot, vegetables, you know, you're sautéing some onions, you're searing some lamb or beef, uh maybe some chicken you're throwing different vegetables in you're throw you're pouring beer into the pot and you're just it's just a slow cook hangout evening and um so, so you sit and talk. So yesterday we were hanging out and, and we, you know, we sat there for hours and then finally ate. It was fantastic. And that's the other thing. You know, you've been outside all night, you're in front of a fire and then you're going to eat this thing. Usually it'll, it, you know, you kind of turn it into a bit of a gravy. It's almost like a stew. It's really good. Put it over some rice. It's just a good time. But we were talking about YouTube and I was joking about how I get sucked into these videos that I, I, I get 20, 30 Sometimes an hour in watching video after video about a topic that I don't even care about. I would never have gone looking for, but somehow the algorithm has served up a video that hooked me and then I'm just on that rabbit trail watching one after another. Here are a couple examples. One example is there's some guy on YouTube and if I find him later on, I'll remember if I can to put a link to his channel in the comments. Is he's some Canadian like wood guy, he like chops trees down. He, he's a, he's an arborist or something, but his name is like, he calls himself Bucking Billy something or other. And he's like, he's gotta be my age, maybe a little bit older in his fifties. He's, he's got big arms. He always wears these flannel shirts with the, with the sleeves ripped off. And uh, he is on his channel. He'll talk about axes and different things. But what Bucking Billy will do is he will strap on a GoPro and go into some customer's backyard and show you as he takes down a tree that's just ridiculous. I mean, the houses will be like, I don't know, 10 meters apart. Like, there's not a lot of room between these houses. And in the backyard is some giant pine, like giant pine. You, you know, you couldn't get your arms around the trunk if you tried to. I mean, it's that big. And so what Billy will do, he's, he's oh, yeah, you know, the wind is going this way. And he's there at this... Chainsaws and his, his, he's got these iron wedges. He's and he's chopping with his axe, and he drops. He can drop that tree on a dime. You put a dime on the ground between, the, and he'll just he'll lay it down. It's just nuts. And so you sit and you watch this twenty minute video, and then you just hook. You watch the next one, next one, next thing you know, it's like after midnight, and you're lying in bed with your iPad, saying, "How did I just blow an hour watching this guy fell trees?" But that's YouTube. And and so I bring all that up to say that there are entities out there that are trying to encourage our inaction. They, they want to consume us. <laughs> you know, they're, we're what they're selling. They're selling our eyeballs. And so they're trying to capture us and, and kind of cause this lifestyle of inaction that we become unaware of. So all that to say, not that YouTube is evil or that you got to swear off all these things. I'm not talking about that, but I think that the discussion around action is important because we live in a world designed at times to cause us to be inactive. And and why that matters is it will cause us to miss out on living the most fulfilled life we possibly can, to, to realize the best that we possibly can. Now, I'm not one of these people that thinks... If you don't get the most out of life, every every ounce of enjoyment out of life, you failed. Look, a lot of life is mundane. It's boring. It's one foot in front of the other. It's uh, banal. That's okay. You don't have to... I'm not saying that everything should be experience-filled and amazing. But on the other hand, if we lead a life of inaction, we will never get to where in our heart we want to go. We will never realize our potential. And that's that's a shame because... All we have is time. All we have is time. All right, so that's my little soapbox. Why should we care about action? Let's talk a little bit about why, if it's important to understand action and to think about it, why? Why does, what happens when we act? And and just a few things. I think one of the most important things uh, that we have to understand is when we act, we're acting upon the world around us. And by acting, we change it ever so slightly, ever so subtly. You know, if you look right now, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger. People feel that the world isn't just. You know, everybody's just, everyone's so miserable. I mean, life is so great and everybody's so miserable. Uh, that Louis C.K. bit that I, that I referred to, alluded to last time. Uh, I don't think I ever finished the, uh, I never shared the bit with you. But, but a lot of these folks, I think... I can't... How do I know? This is just my gut. A lot of these folks, I think, are unhappy with the world around them. But I think what they really are unhappy is with their lot, their situation. And I think once people become unhappy with their own situation, they start to look outside. They start to look, who can I point the finger at? What can I blame for my unhappiness? What can I blame for uh, the world the way it is? But, you know, the the cure for this isn't to go out... Now, this, this is a form of action. Actually, you can go out and burn down buildings and riot in the streets... I don't know why you do that. You don't live in a country that stripped you of your freedoms. It's not like you've got to fight for your freedom. It's not like you have to resort to violence to just have basic human rights. I mean, you've got I mean, if you live in the West, anywhere in the West, meaning in North America, Europe uh, and a host of other countries, you've got a fair amount of freedom. You can speak your mind You can be politically active, meaning you you can run for office. You can get involved in politics. you You can vote for people that you think align with your beliefs. You can publish ideas. You can teach. You can get into the school systems. I mean, there's lots of freedom to change the world around you. So, yeah, I guess getting out and burning down a building, that's action. But I think a lot of times people are projecting out their own internal unhappiness with where their own life is. And I think living a life of action, of thoughtful, purposeful action around your own life... Uh, there's huge opportunity there. A lot of people complaining, well, you know, I, it's not fair. You know, I don't have any money and it takes money to make money. Sure, I'd like to have my own business, but only rich people have businesses. That's just not true. That's just the, that's one of the most ignorant comments. Yes, rich people do get richer. If they're smart, rich people get richer. They're, that, they have assets and they're multiplying those assets. But honestly, if you had nothing, and, and these people are usually griping online. And I never see these people living in a cardboard box. These people are always sitting with, uh, these people are always sitting with like $800 smartphones. So, you, you know, and then $250 Apple uh, ear pods, right? So they're, they're sitting here with all these like expensive kit and tech and they're griping about how bad they have it. So here's the thing. If you feel that way, you should avail yourself. If you, took, if you took half an hour a day or an hour a day on your little smartphone and you started taking free, because there's a ton of them online, free online classes on how to code. I mean, I know that's a meme, learn to code. But honestly, if you learned how to program, the, the great thing about programming, and I'm not a programmer, but you don't need a degree. You don't need all kinds. You don't need like a pedigree. You don't have to go, I went to Yale and studied programming. In fact, that would probably hurt you. The the aesthetic is this kind of hip, I I don't need college, you know, full of themselves programmer that taught themselves coding and is just a, a kid genius. You don't. it's all in the proof. It's like, what can you build? What can you make? If you spent some time learning how to do some of these things, you could transform your own life. If you're complaining saying it takes money to make money, it absolutely doesn't. First of all, you'd be able just to get a good job uh, if you if you learned how to program at the least. Let's just say you'd had no opportunities. Forget getting a three dollar rake and going and raking leaves and driving around that, That's great. I, I did that as a kid. I've recommended that to people before. It's like, hey, you know, you're healthy. Pick up a rake. Go in your go to a garage sale. Five dollars. Get yourself a rake and uh, do a lawn service. But even that, it costs zero dollars to get online. It costs zero pounds. It costs zero. Uh, anything, anything, it just doesn't cost euros, it doesn't cost anything to get online, it just costs you your time, which clearly you're not using very productively anyway, sit for an hour every day and learn to code and get yourself a job or offer yourself as a freelance coder. I mean, I know you're not going to start out making a quarter of a million a year, but I bet you could go from making nothing to 20,000 and from 20,000 to 35,000 to 60,000. You could get to that quarter million. You absolutely could if you were driven. And this is all about action. And this is this is why this is so important. At, when you act, you're changing the environment around you. So I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. But when you act, you, you change your environment about around you. So if you sit in an environment and you're not happy with it, if you sit static, if you don't do anything, if you just kind of sit passively in that environment, you're a victim of that environment. Whether the environment's uh, perpetrating violence upon you, or, it just, you just, or nothing, you just don't like the way it is, you could just be bored. Implementing, enforcing, kind of enacting your will Changes the environment. If you're sitting on that couch board and you stand up to get a glass of water, you've changed the environment. Now, what people don't realize is when you do that, it's not just a one-off. Some people go, well, I tried. It didn't work. But every time you change your environment, it's like you've got a new chessboard to deal with. You've got, new, you've got a new board. Every time you change the, the environment, it's like you're, you're kind of spinning the wheel and you've got new options. It might be subtle. It might not be dramatic, but it might be subtle. But you have new options. Think, think in terms of exercise. This is the physical will enacted on. Uh, this is the will enacted on the physical world. When you say I'm going to just go out for a walk every day, let's let's say you're overweight, you know, and and and, and just you can't run, you can't do. There's all, you're not going to go swimming. It's, it's hard. You're really overweight. If you can get up off the couch and walk for five minutes a day, just five minutes a day to start with, you are you are changing your environment. You're changing your world to some degree. You're, you're acting on it. And the more you do that, not only do you change the world and start and you start to get more options because once you say, hey, uh, this, is, this isn't bad. You know, I, I've I just have changed some things. It's getting easier to do and so on. You begin changing yourself. Like you start to transform over time where those actions that you initially started with were difficult, they become easier. And when those are easier, that means you can do new actions and so on. I'm gonna just jump into some of these comments here real quick. Um, Pines with Zero says, I once ended on a Norwegian trumpet tutorial just by the push-pull mechanics of recommendations. Yeah, that is the thing about YouTube recommendations. (laughs) Who knows where you will end up? The the things that I've, I got to tell you, there was one night I was watching these videos and there was some guy, small channel, but for some reason, the algorithm surfaced it up. And this guy, his job was to climb to the top of cell phone towers and i 'm talking like these cell you know these wicked tall cell phone towers and and he would like change out equipment on the antennas and the and all those things, so he would strap on youtube uh, sorry youtube goPro or S- goPro similar uh, cameras and he'd climb these damn towers and i 'm telling you you know he had like a harness he'd kind of loop he'd kind of clip in he 'd go up a couple rungs unclip clip again up a couple i mean I would sit and watch this my heart was I mean I don't I don't love heights so much anymore it didn't bother me when I was a kid but I do not like them now I have to tell you my heart was pounding I mean pounding watching this guy at the top and he just would scramble up there and it would take him a while I mean he and and he didn't filter these things there was I don't remember if there was music but you could hear all the wind you could I mean it was like you were there and it was and you know he got to the very top you'd see him you could see him gripping like he'd be gripping the Whatever railing, and he's reaching up to, with one hand, fumbling with whatever piece of equipment. Then he's, you know, getting his screwdriver and placing it down. It was just stressing me out so much because you know he'd look down and oh, it was. That's YouTube. YouTube's a a, a beautiful thing in some ways. Uh, Pauline says, "Clean your room." Makes sense in this context. It absolutely does. This is, I, I think, Jordan Peterson, uh, your your uh, countryman there. He's big on that. Like, that's one of his 12 rules. It's like people want to change the world, but they haven't even dealt with themselves. You get, it's like you've got to get yourself in order. You have to get yourself changed first before you can go out there and change the world. Pines with Zero says, it costs 50 bucks to start a business over here. Come on. 50 bucks. So so let me ask you this. Uh, Let's say somebody goes, well, I don't have 50 bucks, which I think 50 bucks is pretty cheap. And quite frankly, maybe the test of businesshood is like, look, if you don't have $50, can you figure out how to legally get $50? Can you figure out how to borrow it? Can you find people that will say, I believe enough in you, I'll loan you 20 bucks, another buddy will loan you 20 bucks. Like, can you be resourceful enough to score Grab together 50 bucks to, re- I'm guessing it's to register. But let's say I'm um, Let's say I'm a developer. I don't even have a business. I just want to freelance. I mean, do you have to pay 50 bucks to get freelanced? Pines of Zero says, even higher tier stuff is not that expensive. I took a Harvard finance course for around $1,500, one month of work that can get you pays off that investment amply. That's right, because uh, you look at your earnings going forward in the firm that you work for, um, you're gonna get multiples of that back over time. It's an investment. But but this is this is the this is the acting. And George, I think, is responding to Paulingson, yes, 12 rules of life. I think that's the you, I think that's the um the Jordan Peterson book. So as I was saying, uh when we act, we change the world around us. Why is it so important? I got a little off track and I kind of jumped to we change ourselves, but why is it so important that Acting changes the world around us. Well, here's the thing if you don't like the way the world is around you, every time you act upon it, you're modifying it in some way, just some small way. And every time you modify it in some small way, that's giving you new options, it's giving you new opportunities. The other thing it's doing is it's allowing you to test your ideas. When you act on the world around you, you're kind of putting your ideas out there, you're testing your hypotheses, you're getting some feedback. So if you're just sitting on the couch and you're thinking about, well, you know, I wish things were different. I'm unhappy. If you're willing to act on the world around you, even if it doesn't go well, you're gaining feedback. You're, you're testing something. You're trying ideas out. And every time we do that, I mean, the human, the human animal is so clever. We're so good at learning. I mean, we're a learning animal. So when we act on the world, we're creating learning opportunities for ourselves. Not meaning, I mean, you know, Pines with Zero said, well, yeah, I I, uh, signed up for a Harvard course. That's a learning opportunity. But I'm not even talking about formal education. What he said is legitimate. I'm talking about, you know, you, you, let's say you just do this ignorant thing. You want to take a shower. You've never used the shower before. So you get into the shower first and then you turn the water on. Has anyone ever done that before? You get in first and then turn the water on. If you've ever done it, you've only done it once. Because as I said, the human animal is a learning animal. So you either got burned, but it's more likely that you got frozen. The, the water that comes out of the pipes initially is ice cold. It just hasn't, it's just been sitting in the, in the pipes. Whether it's wintertime, whether it's summertime, that's going to hit your body and feel really cold take your breath away. Now, some people want that, but, but, but when you act on the world, you got in the shower and you turn the water on first, that gave you feedback, that informed you, you learned something through that experience and you take that learning and you're like, I'm not doing that again, I'm going to do things differently. Now I'm going to run the water a little bit first and test it before I step in there, make sure it's at that ideal temperature but that's an it's kind of silly but that's an example we've all probably done it that's an example of when we act on the world we get feedback and we test our ideas and we learn and then we can modify our behaviors and continue then to act again once you modify your behavior you act again then you learn again and you're just changing the the Permutations, because every time you act, you're changing the world, and on top of that, you're getting great feedback and you're learning. You know, a lot of business people go, "Oh, you know, you want to fail fast, and you know, fail fast in business, fail fast," and that's become kind of this mantra. Everybody's like, they want to be proud about how they failed so fast, and that's it's kind of a stupid idea. No one should try to fail. You shouldn't try to fail. I think there are a couple thoughts behind that. First of all, one is don't be ashamed of failure. Failure's part of life, and secondly and I, don't, I think this gets lost in translation. So you learn when you fail. The faster you get out there and try something, the, 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 if you fail or if you win, you're gonna learn something. And the more you learn, whether it's through failures or successes, the closer and quicker you're gonna get to success. If you're learning, don't just fail to get it out of the way, fail to, and then learn from it. But, but really I think the idea is don't over plan things, don't overthink things, get out there, test your ideas try to change the world around you a little bit. Now, the other thing that happens when we're acting on the world, we start to create momentum. You know, you start acting, you're starting to create momentum. When you're not acting, you have to fight inertia. And I think that's what a lot of people get stuck in. They get stuck in this sense of inertia and hopelessness. And and they have this idea that like, they want things to be so different. So they're looking at their life right now, they're unhappy with it. And they want their life to be what it should be like 10 years down the road. It's like saying, I have no money and I wish I were a millionaire. It's like, hey, why don't you try to get ten bucks first? If you can try to get ten bucks and save that ten bucks, uh, then on, then you can start building from that fifteen bucks, fifty bucks, hundred bucks. But you can't do that unless you start acting. The, the, you're not going to when you've got inertia working against you. You're not going to go from no money to a million dollars overnight. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, maybe there are very lucky people, but I, I just don't think it works that way. And um, I just want to jump here. George says cold showers are healthy. Just saying, I totally agree, George. My only my only caveat is uh, they should they should be expected cold showers. They should be cold showers that are the result of one's will, <laughs> not, not a shock. <laughs> Otherwise, you might have to call the uh, ambulance to get to the hospital and the defib to get you on the defrib so they can get your heart started back up again. Pines of zero says, not sure I agree with Jordan here. I was able to put things in a better order at home. And the breaking point, in a good way, was making a great deal in biz development. So it came from the outside. Uh, so you're saying, you're saying um, Pi, that it, it was an external thing that put things in order. I, I guess what I could say to that is, and I haven't read Jordan's 12 Rules, but it didn't sound like you were out there uh, complaining about the state of the world. I think the bed, making your bed could be a metaphor for one's own life. And maybe the business deal that you put together could be considered part of your life. You weren't out there telling the world corporations suck. Let's, Let's rip them all down. They're all a bunch of crooks. You weren't railing against the injustices. I don't, it doesn't sound like. So sure, maybe you weren't making your bed at the time. Maybe your life was, but it was another aspect of your life, which is your work. I mean, your work is just as much part of your life as your bed. Bed could be a metaphor. It's just kind of like get your own house in order, your metaphorical house. It could be your living situation. It could be your relationships. It could be your finances. It could be your work. Uh, I don't want to put words in Jordan's mouth. Maybe Jordan's being very literal and just saying you literally need to make your bed. And I think there's, there's some accuracy because a lot of these folks are, you know, 18-year-old, angst-filled, angry young men, and uh, they're sure the world owes them something. And yet they don't know how to wash their own underwear and make their bed. But um, maybe maybe your experience fits in with his general point, maybe that uh, you were able to take an element of your life, specifically your work life, put a great deal together, and that kind of opened the door for you, maybe. Uh, He also says 50 bucks in minimum to register and then 220 bucks per month in minimal social and health fees still not bad. So there's some costs, it sounds like to, uh, to have a business going. And then of course, There has to be taxes. Oh, he says fees equal taxes. Yeah. Government's always got to dip their beak. They always got to get a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Just taste. (laughs) That's disgusting. Ah, well, where would we be without government? (laughs) I, I for one, welcome our masters. Uh, No, I don't. And you know that. So when we act, we change the world around us a little bit. And when we change the world around us just a little bit, that creates new permutations, new opportunities for us. It's like untying a knot. The second thing is when we act, we are getting feedback. We're testing our ideas, even if they fail, even if our fingers get burned or we get frozen in that shower. We're testing our ideas, which allows us then to modify our behaviors and act again. So we're both changing the environment and we're modifying our behaviors. And you start to get this kind of sympathetic um, series of actions happening where you're now starting to drive your environment because you're getting smarter and smarter about it. You're creating changes. You're able to now anticipate the changes that you're going to create, anticipate what your behaviors are going to produce as far as outcomes. And then you're in the driver's seat and it's very powerful and it's, it's kind of iterative. Um, the thing that really ends up happening too, we start creating momentum. Once you start doing this over and over and over again, you're creating this really great momentum, this great rhythm, this great forward motion uh, of change. And then you end up solving problems. You end up creating wealth. You you end up changing your own life and the lives of those around you potentially. And this is how it gets very transformative. And I think this is why um, it's so important to understand action one more thing I want to cover before I kind of wrap up this topic, and then for the live stream, we'll jump into some Q&A and some chit-chatting. But uh, why does this matter? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious right now, but... but we have an opportunity to change our lives through editor of action. One action isn't likely going to make a huge difference. It might. I mean, there are simple things you could do. You could do one simple thing and it could ruin your life forever. You run a red light and end up taking out uh, a, a, a family crossing the road. I shouldn't laugh, but you know, you, you do something stupid like that, your life's destroyed. You may end up going to prison. know, if you don't go to prison, you have to live with the fact that you, your recklessness took other innocent people's lives. I mean, you just how do you overcome that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you overcome that. So one simple thing can really um, be very destructive. On the other hand, one simple thing isn't always just going to take you from zero to hero. And it's hard to act in the moment when it calls for if you haven't been practicing a life of action, a life of activity. Uh, So the other thing is, Action is great because there's this kind of misnomer that people feel like, well, I want to control the world. I want to control the world. I, I, you know, and I'm frustrated that I can't control it. It's not fair that there are powers that are bigger than me. I'm this vulnerable little thing and it's not fair. But I think there's a misunderstanding. I don't think that we're supposed to try to control the world. I think it's impossible for anyone to control the world around them. I can't control what's going to happen. I don't know what's... When I finish this live stream, I don't know what's going to happen 10 minutes after I finish this live stream. I can make some assumptions. I hope it's going to be good. I don't know. You don't know either. I hope the best. But when I try to control the world, I'm frustrated, I'm unhappy. But if I shift my attention away from controlling and start to think about influencing, you can absolutely influence the world around you. And that's where action comes in. You can influence the world around you. You can't control it, but you can influence it. And I think this is a subtle but important difference. And this is where action comes in. You, you, can, you can't control the world. That's somebody that dominates. You're like a king sitting on a throne you know, and just whatever you think and off with their head over here. And this one looked at me funny. I can't control how people behave, but I can influence the world around me by the way that I act, the way that I react, the way that I put myself forward into the world. And it, and the other thing is I can't control other people, but I can control me. I can control how I interact with my world. And um, I think the most important thing that all of us are trying to experience, whether we articulate it this way or not So we're trying to live life on our own terms. There's a way that we want to live life. Whether you're a a rioter in one of these cities, whether you're BLM, whether you're a right-wing nationalist, it doesn't matter who you are. Whether you're just minding your own business, whether you're just one of the folks on Mike's podcast. uh, you, You want to live life on your own terms. You want to have a sense of freedom, and you want to be able to do the things that you want to do. You want to be able to live life the way that you want to be able to live it. The only way that you can do that is to live a life of action. You cannot live uh, passively. You cannot live reactively. You can't live uh, angry at the world and so on. And just, and just in a life of kind of uh, submission, you've thrown your hands up. Now, you don't always have to be in combat mode. You don't always have to be in conflict mode, although conflict is a huge part of life. Uh, and it's important to understand that. But but the more you and I are able to live acting on our environment, acting on the world around us, learning from that, iterating and getting momentum going, the more that we can influence the world around us, the more that we can control ourselves, and the more that we can live life on our own terms. That's really what we want. That's what brings fulfillment. It's what brings a sense of accomplishment when we're able to enact our will and we're able to kind of influence the world around us in ways that are meaningful, the result of that is often fulfillment, a sense of, of, of accomplishment and a life well-lived. So, so that's why I think that ac- action matters. I think action is more important than planning, you know, in, in, uh, I know there's like Pines with zero. I think you're involved in some strategic planning. I do strategic planning. Planning is only good so far. You can't predict the future. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Plans are based on looking back and what happened before. And let's make a plan, guessing what's going to happen tomorrow. Who could have? Who could have guessed COVID? Who could have guessed? Uh, all the stuff that's going on right now, who, who, who can guess who's going to win this election? Who, who could have guessed who would have won the last election in the U.S.? Nobody. I mean, yeah, you could just flip a coin and say, I'm, I'm picking Biden or Trump. You've got a probability, but you don't know. And you can't make your plans based on something you don't know. This is where action comes in so well. So, uh, so, so importantly, because you can start acting. Getting feedback, testing ideas, modifying your environment, getting new permutations, getting new learning, modifying your behavior, acting again and getting that rhythm going. That's action trumps planning every single time. There are times when you need to plan, but planning can only take you so far. But action, action, my friends, can take you into a future where you are transformed. Your life is transformed and you are living life on your own terms. You're getting more fulfillment and you're becoming the kind of person that you want to become. We can't guarantee our futures. We don't know what stands ahead. We don't know if we'll have our health. We don't know if we'll have our wealth, etc. But but we can act, we can Im- impose our will. And by doing so, we set ourselves up for the best possible outcome. Guys, I hope that this has been useful to you. I appreciate your time. Uh, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, if you're not already, just go to anywhere that provides fine content. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Look for The Currency. I'm your host, Mike Gaston. I love you guys, and I will catch you in the next episode.